Hey, listen, welcome to the Hazen Games Cast. My name is Jeff. This is episode 102. I'm here today with Nathan Wagner. How's it going, Nathan? It's going. <laughs> I'm here. We are here. Um, kind of a slow news week again this week, but Nathan and I thought we'd mix it up. We're actually doing uh, this week's episode live, and so uh, if you're joining us via YouTube on our YouTube channel, welcome. Uh, feel free to chat along with us as we go here. We're going to be playing some Injustice, but fear not if you're listening to the audio version. Uh, should be a pretty much normal show uh, as usual. I'll try to keep from screaming too much. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so our first piece of news here today um, has to do with a quote by Reggie Fizami, uh, the... Uh, Nintendo of America president. He said that uh, regarding the Nintendo's online service, we should be able to give a little more information once we get closer to the official launch in September. And so, like, apparently there's still details, and they're asking for patience that they, you know, want us to wait, and they're going to say, hey, you know, there's some more features than we've talked about. So, Nathan, what else do you want Nintendo to kind of unveil to be in uh, the, the online service? Uh, what? I mean, so they've talked about the 20 NES games, basically. They've revealed 10 of them. And they've revealed 10 of them, so we need the other 10, presumably? Yeah, <laughs> at least. We'll need those other other 10 games. But, I mean, do you think they're going to announce anything regarding maybe Super Nintendo games, or N64, or maybe well, GameCube or something? Nintendo did officially confirm that, basically, this online service is replacing the virtual console from the, uh... I have no idea. Um, well, yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah, Virtual Console as a name brand is going away, but they're still, you know, worried about, or they're going to be bringing the legacy content some way, you know, all these old games. They know they're beloved. They're going to find ways to make us buy these old games again for sure. And so, um, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that we'll see these other games, you know, get announced for this service? Maybe, hey, you know, 2018, if you're a service member, you know, early adopter, you get, you know, GameCube games or something. Uh, I would be shocked by that. I don't think that'll happen. I think something they'll maybe they'll say, and we're planning on releasing Super Nintendo games in 2019 or something like that. Mm. Um, I've kind of given up hope for GameCube games on the Switch <laughs> at this point. I feel uh, like we've been teased or seen rumors or it seems like a pipe dream that people really want to happen. But yeah, it'd be so awesome. But mm. I don't think it'll actually happen. So yeah. um, beyond that. Uh, maybe something to do with voice chat apparently f like fortnite you can just plug in yeah, on your no, switch and use that it so. works super well on fortnite like i can voice chat using my playstation bluetooth headphones in the dock with my friends playing crossplay on xbox like it's amazing how well it works and how simple it is um to do that and so i'm, I'm really appreciative of how epic has made that work and it shows that it is definitely possible on the switch so you know maybe we'll see better updates on voice chat maybe more support if they are sticking to the mobile app you know like right now Splatoon is really the only thing supported by that app like where's the arm support you know Smash Bros all these other games that are coming out um, it'd be nice to uh, see that yeah we'll we'll see what happens um I don't know I'm I'm kind of at the I'm at the point where I'm like just to release it we can all at least see how it works I'm tired of Kind of Nintendo slowly trickling out details. This service has been delayed like three times. I feel like, uh -huh. and so I'm I'm ready for it to come out. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know on Twitter at Halo underscore Games uh, what you think Nintendo should um, 
include on their online service or what you hope to see. Um, our next piece of news has to do with Platonic Studios, which is the group of former Rareware developers who made uh, Ukulele, released uh, last year, just came out on the Switch this year. Um, and basically, they just said, hey, you know, we're still alive, we're working on a new project, it's a new, you know, new game, presumably, and uh, not ready to show it yet, but we're very excited to. And hey, Ukulele's still getting those backer updates that rewarded. So like, you know, Ukulele was a huge success for a Kickstarter-backed game. We've seen, you know, some games work really well, being launched on Kickstarter, sometimes, you know, there's some downsides to that. Um, and while the game was made, there's still a lot of like little promises for stretch goals that still haven't been met for ukulele. And so they're basically still working on those. The one I'm most excited about is they're doing a entirely orchestrated soundtrack. So redoing all the music in the game, as well as doing a 64 uh, shader in the game. So it literally makes the entire game look like an N64 game, which I showed you the screenshot, Nathan. What did you think about that? That looks really cool. I mean, I think, obviously, I think the reason Ukulele was so successful, it ended up being a fun game, but it wasn't, like, revolutionary or transformational mm -hmm. at all. But the reason it was so successful and um, did so well is just because people were like, these are the makers of Banjo-Kazooie, of those classic N64 games that we've yeah. talked about for so long. And so <laughs> them adding that in is just another sweetener on top of everything else yeah. they've already done. It looks super cool. Like you can literally just look at the game and it's like, oh, that's N64 game, which it pretty much plays exactly like. So yeah. I think it's pretty cool. We got Glitch Deity in the comments saying, hey, oh, what's up? Good to see ya, Glitch. Thanks for stopping by. Um, yeah, so Platonic Studios, what do, what do you hope they do next? Do you think they kind of do a sequel to Ukulele? Do you hope they move on to something else? Maybe go back to another N64-esque you know, genre and try making another game there? Or do you want to see a more modern take on something? I, I would love to see a little little bit of a more modern take. Obviously, I think they had to do Ukulele as kind of their comeback. And yeah. um, and I think that game was cool, but kind of we saw the reason why those games and cult, giant collectathons aren't made like that anymore. It was an, a very impressive accomplishment for a team that isn't very big. Like, this isn't like Tokyo or... Uh, Whatever the team is that behind all the Mario games and stuff like that. Like, this isn't oh, yeah. a 50, 100 person <laughs> team. This is like 10, 20 people. Yeah, or they something start off like with like four people or something. They've exactly. Added a few more. But. Um, so it was an amazing accomplishment, but I want to see I want to see them do something new. I think I'd be very interested to see what they, whether that be 3D platforming or some other type of 3D game. I'm mm. not really sure, but I'd love to just see. Yeah. What I, I think I would agree. I mean, as much as I'd like to see a sequel to Ukulele that expanded on the ideas. Um, I, I feel like it would be really cool to see, you know, what they could come up with next because they obviously have a lot of talent and a lot of charm yeah. in putting that into, you know, a new game, uh, whether it's another new IP or whatever. Um, I think it would be really cool. Um, so, Nathan, our last news story has to do with Google. Yes. Usually the... Google and gaming aren't really, you know, <laughs> together in the gaming news. It's so, true. So explain. Well, over the last couple of weeks, I think uh, Jason Schreier of Kotaku reported this first, but there's been all these rumors and kind of articles coming out um, talking about how Google wants to get into the video game industry. And they're planning to do that through um, releasing basically a streaming style box um, mm -hmm. where you're streaming game, but also releasing a basically Google console. So they wouldn't... So And they've talked about um, bringing in like major video game developers either by enticing them to come and put games on their new Google console or by outright buying and um, basically acquiring hmm. some like well-known studios. So like the Microsoft, like 
what they've been yeah basically doing. basically like what microsoft did when they came in with xbox or what sony did when they came in with playstation way back in in 95 mm-hmm. that sounds like what google is trying to do um the only kind of interesting piece of news we've heard from it is like they talked about how they or people had talked about how their idea would integrate really well with everything that google owns so for example if you're playing like i don't know uh madden 19 and you're can't figure out how to run a play you just there you hit a button you pull up basically a youtube overlay and it brings oh. up like a um walkthrough on how to run this play you're trying to run yeah what, like whatever youtube integration and Insert. throughout everything exactly exactly i mean it makes sense even just for like something to build their you know youtube tv like streaming you know platform for yeah. gaming so i mean i don't there's nothing official yet obviously yeah. this is all just rumors and they're speculation just, and well they met with a bunch of developers at gdc I read. yeah so it sounds like it's they're at least talking early, about it early stages, early stages. i wanted to kind of ask you what do you think about like having another console maybe having another console manufacturer enter the fray like uh, do you think there's room for it is the market like would they be successful at all I don't really think there's room for it unless it came as something that was like, you know, bundled with, you know, another product or something. Okay. Like the Google Home or something. Like, you know, I have an Apple TV and that's technically like a gaming platform. Like it has, you know, I have the original Sonic the Hedgehog on there and a bunch of other, you know, free to free to play like iPhone games. And then there's like full on like games like you can play Knights of the Republic on your Apple TV and you can they have a full on controller you can buy and stuff. So. If it was something like that, I could see it, you know, working well if it wasn't just a standalone gaming device. Um, maybe, you know, expanding their Chromecast into something, you know, where it also had those awesome games. But, I don't know, I feel like it, it is too crowded to have, you know, a fourth big console, you know, home console device. So, I don't know, it'd have to be a really good price point and have a lot of other features, I think, for it to really break in. But Yeah, and I mean... I would I would just be very curious to see what Google did just because they're such a big tech company. They have so much money. Like mm-hmm. they clearly have the resources if they really wanted to get in and do this to, you know, at least be interesting and have a a fighter's a puncher's <laughs> chance at getting into the video game industry. But at the same time, like you said, I don't think there's really. We already kind of see people choose either Xbox or PlayStation. Then Nintendo has basically created their own. Mm. Diff- completely different market with Switch where people might own one alongside a PS4, they mo- might own one because it's more of a handheld device or whatnot. Yeah, and I don't see you know, in really any developers or studios going, hey yeah, we're gonna go not post everything else Google's new console, like I I feel like that would be kind of a stretch for a lo- most the, they'll They'll probably pay a ton of money and get some studio to do an exclusive game for it or something like that, but I don't think there won't be like Ubisoft and EA won't be lining up and being like, "Yep, we're and we're gonna put this on." I have no idea what Google <laughs> console, but the the new Google console. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see. We'll definitely uh, let the listeners, you guys, know if uh, any updates come uh, with this Google console. But yeah, let us know if that something you think would be successful for the uh, Google company. Um, so for today, today's main segment on the show. Um, we thought we would kind of check in a little bit on our backlog, you know, with summer. We love usually using the summertime to check in about the backlog and, you know, talk about games we've been wanting to finish and, you know, still trying to get around to. I know, Nathan, you and I have both been pretty busy so far this first, you know, couple weeks of summer. Uh, but, you know, let's go ahead and start the conversation. What is a game that you've been kind of slowly uh, cranking away at that maybe you've had for a while but haven't uh, quite finished yet? A game that I've been cranking away at and I'd like to... 
I put it on my list because I'd like to play more of it is yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, I bought this way back, probably like a month after it came out or something like that. Yeah. Way back in November. Um, and played like the first probably 10 hours and really enjoyed it. I think the story is really interesting. Um, but I think one of my main complaints was the combat with the uh, right trigger and the top two shoulder yeah, buttons are basically combat. To. Took a while to get used to. And then I played God of War and I was like, oh, okay, this feels really good. I can get used to it. So then I went back and started playing uh, AC Origin some more. And while I was a little bit more used to it, the combat just isn't nearly as refined or doesn't feel nearly as good as something like God of War. Oh, yeah, so of course not. <laughs> it's, it's still not great. Like, I still don't love it. But I, I think the story in the world is really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, they did such a good job crafting that world, making it really interesting. Yeah, exactly. And it it's absolutely beautiful. So it's a game I kind of want to keep plugging away at. Um, and hopefully eventually we'll get to a point. I'm about halfway through the game right now. So I hope to eventually. It's one of the games... Like, I have so many games in my yeah. backlog. We used to have a segment called Nathan's Backlog where I just <laughs> bring on a game to talk about it, but it's one of the games I look at and I'm like, yeah, I could actually see myself finishing that. Oh, good. Yeah, well, it's always good to, you know, actually have a realistic uh, goal. And yeah. yeah, I will probably finish this game because there's, you know, a lot of games out there. Um, one for me, you actually mentioned it, uh, God of War. I After talking about it last week um, on our... Well, me and Rob talked about, you know, probably being our early game of the year uh, contender. Um, I got back into it, and I'm just really surprised, and I really love, like, the Metroidvania elements in there. Because I've yes. gotten pretty far, and, like, you know, you'll gain a new ability that you go, like, oh, now all these, you know, spots throughout the world that I've seen, I can go back and, you know, access this part and find new things. And then, you know, when you find those chests, and you have to find the three runes hidden around, and the puzzles in there, they're all totally optional, but it's like, you know it's there, and you, it just encourages you to explore every like inch of that world and just find you know all the different secrets because it makes your character just a little bit more stronger it gives you more things to upgrade um and so i'm just really really enjoying kind of that gameplay twist because the original god of war didn't no it, had, didn't it was just <laughs> linear completely straight through yeah it was just run by room by room fighting enemies with nothing else really it's such a great game where it's crafted so that you feel like you can go back to those areas and not have too much kind of open world to slog through and be like, yeah, okay, sure. I have to walk all the way through this area to get back to where I wanted to go to, etc. Yeah, it, it's very finely crafted. It's not, like, too big for its own britches or yes. anything. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, definitely really been enjoying that. I, I think that's probably at the top of my list because I just want to finish that because it's so good, you know, and I want to I see how that story ends and stuff like that. So that's the one I'm most invested in right now, and I'm kind of... <laughs> focused on finishing first yeah. for my backlog that, that game is so so it's the best game i played this year yeah it's one of the best games i've ever played on on the playstation 4 i haven't decided if i like it more than uncharted 4 which is i think my favorite ps4 mm-hmm. game at this point but it's really close yes yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be tough deciding on the, the favorite ps4 game at the end of this gen with that yes horizon, horizon and, and you know whatever else sony there's all these other games they've announced that look very Dude, promising. Dude, Spider-Man as well. comes out in like 60 days. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excited for that one. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So definitely keep working away on that. Um, what's another one on your list? Um, another one on my list is uh, Mario and Rabbids. Um, I got this on Switch like four or five months ago or something like that. Played through basically the first three worlds and really enjoyed it. And then I kind of got stuck on a boss. And it was one of those things where I was playing it like almost every day, felt like I really understood the strategy, mm-hmm. and then I got stuck on the boss, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I'm like having a hard time because um, I've tried to go back to it a couple times, 
And uh, every time I've gone back to it, I've just gotten frustrated and been like, oh, okay, I'm going to stop. I still am not able to beat this boss. So, so it just kind of stuck on a hard part of the Yeah, game. stuck on a hard part. But I, I do really like that game, and it's the story is so hilarious, and the writing is so great that I want to go back to it. Yeah, it's just got so much charm in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft and it's like such, such a great, great game for Switch as well, just because like those, uh, those maps for the, encounters. the main encounters are like, usually only take like 15 20 minutes or something like that like they're not super long it's perfect if you're just like i have a couple minutes or um and it plays great on the small switch screen as well yeah for sure that's actually uh one of the ones on my back really well yeah well you know uh the dk adventure dlc came out and i was gonna get it but i'm like i just feel guilty about getting it and without finishing the campaign so i Kind of start going back. I was, I think I'm around the same area. I'm at the end of uh, chapter three, the ghost section of the, the opera boss. And I never like stopped playing it because I like necessarily got stuck or anything. I think just other games came out. And I just kind of, you know, moved on a little bit from it. So definitely getting back, you know, I'm still really, really enjoying it. it it's taken a, a little while to, you know, understand the strategies and <laughs> the best, you know, best way to move around the map and stuff again, uh, which, you know, just goes to show how much depth there is to that game, which is really cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm still really liking it. I love, I love the the worlds and the music and the characters of that game, and I'm the, looking forward to hopefully finishing off that main campaign and then jumping into uh, the DK Adventure because that so, looks amazing. So you are committed to finishing the main campaign before jumping into the DLC because you lo- you're like one of the big Donkey Kong yeah. fans I know. No, it, I mean I heard the DK Adventure one was standalone, so I technically don't have to, but like I've enjoyed it and I feel like I should do it because I would enjoy it. So making myself finish the campaign first but i did get a little taste of the dk adventure i actually bought it for my nephew for his birthday last week and uh-huh. played through the you know the first hour or two with him and like i'm amazed like they do full-on like cutscenes. like they play like the original like dk like island remix theme on like the island adventure world and it just i'm really really amazed with how fun that looks and how awesome and powerful dk looks like he's he's by far like the most overpowered character in the game and it, and it, as it <laughs> should be that the king of Kong, King, King of Swing, the big donk of the city. <laughs> you know he he should should be powerful. So I'm really excited. Uh, you know, put put my own hands on that and play it on my own. So very cool. Uh, I think the last game I have on my list is a uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered. Uh, this came out back in March. Picked it up um, pretty much right away, and uh, really enjoyed it. It's just a fun arcade racer. I think I got through about half of the game's content. And then I was like, I uh, I want to go back to this. And then I just kind of put it away and started playing other things. But it's one of the games that I want to go back to. And I know I can just kind of go back in there. Yeah, um, for sure. Find you can more play it's, it's not a game where I'm like, okay, I need need to psych myself up or I need to remember how to play it or anything like that. Oh, yeah, totally. It's one of those easy pick-up-and-play games. Which... We, we got to get back into the multiplayer of that because yeah. it's, it's really fun. But I, I haven't played it in a while either. But definitely a really fun game. And um, I really hope we get a new Burnout game. And, and that game sold well enough to... Maybe get EA to consider that <laughs> happening, because that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be... If the, if we got a new Burnout game out of that, I would be very psyched. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, Glitched in the comments, he, he commented, you know, he, he wants to get God of War and Mario Rabbids as well, but there's just so many great games that have been coming out recently. There it's are, hard like, to keep up. Yeah, it's, it's hard to keep up. There's a ton of... And, I mean, we're talking about backlog, and that's why we have a backlog, right? It's because yeah. there's so many new games coming out every week and every month, and... You have to kind of pick and choose what you want to spend your time on. Yep, for sure. Um, you know, and that's, you know, another kind of talking point about the backlog, you know. Like, we were talking a little bit before the show. Most of the games we've kind of been playing recently, um, I've just been kind of, you know, not really 
backlog games, the more just, you know, fun, relaxing, you know, kind of almost like comfort food games. Like for me, it's like Rocket League. I, I play that just, you know, every once in a while, just Destiny hopping in there with friends and just, you know, chilling and, you know, shooting aliens and stuff. Like those are games I find myself playing most of the time. And I don't know, I feel kind of guilty sometimes because I'm like, I, Iron Rabbids is sitting right there. I haven't finished it. And, you know, some other games on my backlog here I haven't, haven't gotten to. But I don't know. What do you think? Do you think... We should feel bad for not finishing those games or like... I mean, I think you look at the way the industry is going with pretty much every game, having some kind of multiplayer, trying to be a game that you continue to keep playing with your mm -hmm. friends and playing for months and months on end. Um, and I think that's kind of just the way the video game industry is going. I don't think you should feel bad because you gravitate towards a certain game. Um, and there's something to said about, like you said, those comfort food games. Like for me, it's like NBA 2K and um, Madden occasionally... Um, where I'm like, I know how to play this. I don't need to like think about a story that I'm trying to follow. I need to play this every mm -hmm. night so I don't miss anything. And it's something that I don't need to be like, crap, I haven't played in a long time. I don't remember what the controls and, and are. And you know you're going to love it. It's just easy to pick <laughs> up and play. I know I'm going to have a good time yeah. when I play it and maybe make a little progress. And that's, that's all. Kind of video games, ultimately, they're about having fun. And if you're enjoying the time you're spending with it, I don't think you should worry too much about yeah. not finishing other games. I mean, because like I, I played. I think I I did one or two chat, like little missions and rabbits. But then I was like, oh, Rocket League just started. You know, it's a big anniversary event. It looks really awesome. I want to jump in and you know be a part of that in-game event that's only live for this week. And I kind of like wait, shit, wait. Uh, I don't know. And then I start playing a couple matches. I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm not playing rabbits. I'm just gonna keep playing Rocket League because this yeah. is fun and I love this game and I just want to do one more match over and over. You know. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So de definitely, you know, don't worry about, you know, if you if you don't like a game or if it's not for you or you don't want to finish it, at, you know, you don't don't yeah, have to don't, finish yeah, it. Yeah, don't feel like you have, you, you have <laughs> to I, I've done it. it to myself a couple of times, and I usually regret it. I'm just like, I can't believe I forced myself to play all the way through that game. I could have been playing much better games that I enjoyed more. Um, so, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, the, the next time on the list, I... Uh, it was one of those games I was kind of struggling with because it is uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, which, you know, I loved Uncharted 4. I, I played through that game pretty quickly and really loved, you know, all four of the Uncharted games. And then I got this game going, oh, man, I love Uncharted. I'm so excited. But then, you know, it came out right before Destiny 2 came out, which, you know, is probably my most played game, you know, in the last six months. And I just never really got super far in it. I, I wasn't really grabbed by the opening mission. You know, the beginning of most Uncharted games, you know, are like amazing, you know, those opening cinematics they do and everything. Yeah. So this one started a little slower and stuff. And, you know, it's not Nathan Drake, so I wasn't quite as invested. But I don't know. I definitely want to see that story through. And I, I bet it's an amazing experience. Like, it got really good reviews. And, you know, I'm. Naughty not, Dog is a very Naughty talented Dog knows developer. What doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, I want to almost force myself to play through it. But at the same time, I've just, you know, been playing a lot of, a lot of other games. So I think I will, you know, sit down and finish it this summer. I heard it's only about 10 hours well and i mean i so, think so i think shorter that's, like that's a shorter story-based game that has yeah. really high production it's not like value. assassin's creed origin <laughs> yeah exactly so it's something that you can jump into and be like okay i it's not going to be a huge time commitment commitment for me to play this but at the same time i think there'll probably be a time where you're like oh i want kind of a sto more story-based cinematic game and if mm. you wait until that time you might enjoy the experience more yeah but i'm just like god of war is Got me way more grit. Well, so I'm yes, playing God of War yes. instead. I would so. say definitely play God of War yeah. over something like uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just interesting with, you know, how those different games, you know, sometimes you want that 
really cinematic single player experience. Sometimes you just want something that is relaxing, you know, that's fun. I, I kind of look at it almost like it's like Netflix, you know, like sometimes I'll turn Netflix, I'm like, okay, I want to find a really good movie, you know, like Gladiator or Shawshank Redemption or, you know, some deep movie that is, you know, really good and I'm really invested in. But most of the time I'll turn Netflix and go like, eh, I'll just watch another episode of The Office, you know, just uh, let, like, that's me. Like, let me just watch another episode of a show that I've already seen like two or three times through just because I want to kind of sit there and be not mindlessly entertained. Yeah, exactly. You know, just, just something to relax, you know, before bed or something like that. You don't want to, you know, get invested in a whole new movie or something. Like yes, that. exactly. Shout out to Glitch Deity, who says Lost Legacy might be uh, his favorite Uncharted. Um, wow. So maybe you should play it. <laughs> ah, I have to finish God of War. Don't say that yet. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Yeah, I'll definitely play that. And then uh, the other one's actually kind of similar. It's Rise of the Tomb Raider, which, I mean, I guess you could see why I haven't finished that one either. You know, it's. <laughs> Very similar, you know, to, you know, Lost Legacy and God of War with a big single-player, you know, uh, story-based game. And so, again, I'm just finishing God of War, and then I might actually play through Rise of the Tomb Raider first, because I think I'm further. I don't have that much left of Rise of the Tomb Raider, so yeah. I'll probably finish that off before Lost Legacy. The uh, the new Tomb Raider game comes out in September, Yeah, exactly. Too, so. i got to get ready for that. <laughs> I that, that was the reason I did not see the new Tomb Raider movie, because I love going to the movies, but I'm like... I'm not going to see this Tomb Raider movie that's based on the games, but it won't be as good as the games. And I haven't even finished, you know, Tomb Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is amazing. So yeah. I got to get around to that. But Totally. But yeah, I think that, you know, kind of wraps up our main. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think summer is a good time, though, because uh, as far as like AAA and bigger releases, the calendar does slow down a little yeah, bit. So sure. um, it's a good time to kind of, if you have some games in your backlog that you've been like, oh, I want to go back to that. It's a good time to go back. Um, if there's something you're interested in. Yep. All right. Well, moving ahead, we can go and just talk about, you know, what uh, games we've kind of been playing this last week. I know it's been busy, but um, I did mention, you know, I've been playing lots of Destiny 2 again lately. It's been actually fun because in, in our uh, Destiny 2 clan that we have, we've gotten a couple new members and stuff. And so we've been running uh, raids and a lot of missions, you know, regularly, which has been fun. I've Never really been a part of like a regular raid group really in Destiny. I kind of jumped in when other friends had groups, you know, going and they needed an extra guy. So it's kind of fun, you know, have this regular group that we've been raiding with and having a lot of fun doing end game content with. So it's been so. Have you gotten really like good. have you gotten the raid down to where you feel like you're? It's pretty. F you can kind of go in and be yeah. like, all right, we're just gonna hang out and be yeah. relatively quickly, and it's not a super stressful experience or anything yeah. Like I that. think for the most part, um, at least for me personally, but like. We're also like kind of running with a lot of, like a lot of the fun is we take clan members that haven't really done it before, or like, or maybe kind of inexperienced, and you know, we're like, hey, I, I'd love, I love the raid, I'd love to do it, but I never really get the chance to, and so we're kind of running with some people you know who are you know less experienced, which you know can make it take a while, but I, I never really regret it. We stay up late, you know, playing and having fun, and it's, it's always a good time. It's never really getting frustrating you know if you're if you're playing with random people that you don't know and it's taking forever it's like oh this is terrible i just want to get it done with but yeah when you're you're playing with a fun group and your friends you know it's it's a it's kind of a good time, time no matter out. what yeah cool sure. awesome. awesome really excited for uh for forsaken for sure gonna get even more people on uh, online you know and have more people to play with so, so uh, have you decided yet if you're gonna get forsaken and spider-man both up when they launch they launch three days apart uh, jeff yeah <laughs> I, I don't know we'll, we'll see I, I think i'm definitely gonna get spider-man just because i i haven't i've kind of skipped purposely in the last couple big um, like reveals well no the last couple big like first party playstation games like aside from 
Lost Legacy, which I got like on a you know a big discount. I like didn't buy Horizon at launch or God of War and stuff. So like, I think this is the big Sony single player game I'm gonna get at launch. Yes. So, yeah. I I feel okay getting that, but uh, yeah, with Destiny you kind of have to be current. So like, even if I don't play it in really until I finish Spider Man, I feel like I just kind of have to get it at launch anyways. So we'll see. But it does does look really cool. Game Informer's been doing a lot of news and reveals for the new Forsaken stuff uh, this month. So it's been been exciting to see everything that's coming for sure. Yeah. But uh, what, what's the game you've been playing? Um, I have been playing. Forth. Good grief! What have I been playing? We I have been playing. You've been playing lots of two K still, right? I yeah, I've been playing a lot of two K still. <laughs> that's a um, go to. That's kind of my go to. Um, been doing a lot of uh. I get really nerdy with 2K, but basically, um, it's a basketball <laughs> sim, right? So I spend a lot of time like taking teams and just being on menus and being like, okay, there's here's this crappy team that's really bad. Uh-huh. How can I like make trades and like simulate through games to try and make this team a lot better? <laughs> so I like play barely any actual like basketball of it. You're I just, just kind of like, play the GM GM yeah, the GM stuff. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's funny. That's kind of uh, something I really enjoy that. Um, I've been playing a lot of lately on 2K, um, but again, it's just a game that I go back to and have really enjoyed. And I've been playing uh, my player a little bit. I'm do, my do players. You play, do you play 2K online at all? I play 2K almost like a couple times times online with like the uh, 2K Ultimate Team or my team mm-hmm. mode, but I don't really play online. I play franchise mode, which is offline, and then I play my player, which you can play online, but I just like to play kind of through the, against the yeah. computer and against... So, like, models. that game could ship with pretty much no online co- connectivity and you wouldn't really mind? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, I'd be totally fine with it. So, which is kind of good because for a while, and infamously, like, 2K, especially when it launches, their online is always kind of really crappy. Yeah. And it takes, like, a <laughs> takes month a or while. two for them to, to fix it and make it So you're kind of trained work. not to look forward anyways. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing that. I also have been playing, um, been getting back into Breath of the Wild a little bit. Oh, nice. I am almost... That doesn't get old. <laughs> no. I'm almost done with the DLC. Uh, I have... One more, uh, basically, one more of the... There's four different kind of areas, and I have one more of those areas to finish, and then I think there's one more big thing after that. So getting pretty close with the DLC, and that game is just so beautiful. Like, every time I play it, I just, like, look at the world, and I'm like, this is so amazing. How does this game on the Switch of, yeah. like, such a tiny, compact well, just how console... how big the world is yeah. is insane. Like, you know, I was, even, I was talking to a, a relative about Fall Life, and you know what he liked and didn't like and he's like yeah you know just every time you go into a room and like fashion of it just takes forever and stuff and i'm like yeah but we were definitely kind of spoiled with breath of the wild like going back to games like that where you know the open world isn't as seamless it kind of feels a little archaic almost yeah so they just did a great job with that have you been playing anything else um yeah i actually have been playing um a new game for one of our nindy reviews Ooh. uh actually just came out this last week on the eShop, and it is called uh, Spirit Sphere DX. Um, now this game is pretty cool because it's essentially like a fantasy, like almost 8-bit styled like tennis game. And I played a couple matches with you, Nathan. I think that's really what this game should be marketed as. It's like basically a multiplayer game. There is some single-player content in there, but really when you're playing this with other people, I think is what the game was really designed to be enjoyed for. Um, so the basic way the gameplay works is you're doing... Um, or you pick like a character and it's usually one-on-one 
and you're basically hitting that little orb that's in the middle of like a small little 8-bit arena and it's basically kind of like pong you know you you hit it it goes one way it bounces off walls and you're just trying to get it past the other character into like a goal um so gameplay you know very simplistic um not a lot to it you can kind of charge up your weapon and stuff but what my favorite thing about this game is is kind of like the graphics and the art style because first first thing i said when i like first started playing i'm like oh my gosh this looks like you know a beautiful hd you know 1080p widescreen version of like Link's Awakening almost like it, it's very similar to you know the the Legend of Zelda the early uh, you know fantasy artwork and style like some of the levels look like straight up like one of the dungeons or like Death Mountain and stuff like that um, so just seeing the art style and stuff just looks really cool and make you feel nostalgic like you've played this game before when you haven't um, and so I really like that aspect of it um, the sound is you know it's okay it's like mostly chiptune type, um, type stuff nothing to right home about but yeah it's it's pretty fun it's uh one cool thing about it is is you can actually play it in tabletop mode and so basically you hold the switch in handheld on its side and i basically hold you know one end with the control stick and the buttons and you are on the other side of the switch holding the control stick and the buttons and we play the mode like that like it's kind of made to work in that yeah and that almost like an old arcade like a table uh coffee table cabinet yeah yeah, that that mode worked really well when you played it kind of in tabletop mode. So, yeah, I, it, it's always cool to see developers, you know, do little fun stuff like that with uh, handheld mode. So that is definitely cool. I, I played a, a couple rounds with my wife when we we're, you know, in a in a waiting room somewhere. So <laughs> it's kind of cool, you know, be able to bring that, you know, places like that, and you don't have to find a table to set it up, you know, in tabletop or anything. So um, that is pretty cool. But yeah, it's overall it's a pretty fun game. The single player content, you're just pretty much fighting like a ladder of like. CPUs. Um, there's a couple of variations on the gameplay. Like you can do like a squash mode where it's kind of like wall ball, or I think you can do doubles and stuff. There's a few different characters, but pretty simplistic overall. It's uh, cost nine nine ninety nine in the eShop, and uh, overall, you know, I think I'd recommend it if you're looking for a you know fun, you know, quick, uh, simple, you know, two D multiplayer game because. You know, I wouldn't buy this if you were single player only. Like, you, yeah, you know, I definitely play this if you know you have a friend or a roommate that you get together and want to, you know, play a couple of quick matches. At. And like I said, it works really good out out and about. Like you could play this, you know, out, out in a restaurant or in a waiting room or something. But uh, yeah, I think uh, overall, you know, it's a great little fantasy art style. Has a, um, it's fun for a few rounds of fantasy tennis, but you know, doesn't have a ton of gameplay depth uh, to really keep you connected really longer than a couple hours, but. Um, definitely is a fun game worth checking out for ten dollars if you're looking for a short multiplayer experience. Cool, sounds good. Yeah, pretty pretty cool game. So check that out on the eShop, and uh, we may have some more uh, Ninja reviews for you uh, again in the coming future. Sweet. But uh, yeah, is there uh, anything else uh, wanted to uh, talk about here on the show? Before um, we, uh, one off? other thing I actually wanted to talk about really quick because I've been reading a book um, called uh, Console Wars, and this Ooh. this book is it came out I think like six, seven years ago, so it's been out for a while. But it basically chronicles all of the, um, kind of the early history of Sega of America um, when they released oh, the nice. Sega Genesis. And through when, that... When and they also, hated Nintendo. <laughs> yes, when it's the story of the fight, basically, between the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Yeah. And so through that, it also chronicles the history of Nintendo of America and what they did. And so it's it's a really, really well-written, and it's a fascinating read. So if you're into, like, video game history or anything like that... Um, I would highly recommend it as something to pick up that's not too expensive. Dude, you've sold me. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get this. <laughs> um, so really been enjoying that, and it's just really interesting to see 
is it kind of how is like, it like how how's the perspective on it like, is it like pretty biased towards like nintendo or sega or? um it's more biased towards um sega it's basically almost like written as a the life story or as like a biography of mm-hmm. um now i can't remember the, the name, the name of the guy but or? um no the the kind of the guy who took over sega of america and i believe it was like 1988 or something like that mm-hmm. And it kind of goes through his life and how he really kind of reinvented and reinvigorated Sega of America and hmm. sold the Sega Genesis um, in America. Wow. So it's really, really cool. Yeah, so it seems like it's like almost like a very like historical documentation almost. Yeah, for sure. And it's like a, it's a book that's easy to read. Like it doesn't have, it's not super, it's not something where you have to focus a lot and stuff like that. It just kind of tells a life story. You can read it as you um read it without having to focus too much or use a lot <laughs> it's of bra- it's an easy use read. a lot of brain power sorry my, my brain's a little nice off did, track did you like that more or did you like jason schreier's blood, um, blood sweat and pixels better i think blood sweat and pixels i'd pick if i had to choose one just because mm. that looked at 10 different studios and kind of the stories behind yeah. each of those studios was so interesting more variety. yeah a little more variety versus this is kind of just focused on one person but <laughs> if you enjoy video game books it's definitely one that's uh worth checking out yeah Nice, awesome. I'll have to look into it. Uh, Glitch Duty commented, "You know, best you couldn't guess what I've been playing. Splatoon. <laughs> He's a big, big Splatoon fan. <laughs> we know, but I don't know. I, I've kind of haven't haven't played Splatoon in a while. Um, I tried getting on for the Splatfest to play with a couple of friends, and we had a group of three, but we couldn't find a fourth, and it was really frustrating. And so we literally just jumped onto Fortnite and." We just played Fortnite for like four hours and said we had a blast and it was awesome. We're like, well, we didn't play Splatfest, but we still, you know, played a game all together and had fun, and we weren't disabled from playing together as a group of three. So, I don't know. I I, I love Splatoon, but at the same time, I'm just like, man, like there's just some really simple, silly things in this game that prevents me that, from from playing. Yeah, you. it could be a lot better. Yeah, but you know, I definitely love it. It's my most played Switch game, like easily. So it's I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad game or anything, but you know it's got got a couple things that are still annoying. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, very cool. Well, I think that wraps up about our show today. It's a bit of a shorter episode, uh, but I think that's okay. Uh, you know, not a lot of news going on this week. It's summer, so hopefully you guys are enjoying your summer. And uh, let us know what games you've been working on in your backlog and. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Haylisten underscore games. Uh, I'll leave a link to our YouTube channel um, on our Twitter as well. Uh, let us know also if you like this kind of live show format. Uh, it's a little, little bit different. Uh, a little more casual. Yeah, a little more casual, but let us know if you like this or if you prefer the old podcast better. It's always good getting feedback. I know I got some feedback from uh, Kyle Anthony last week on let me know what he liked about last week's show. So always appreciate uh, hearing hearing feedback and interacting with uh, the listeners. Exactly, exactly. Anything to make the show better. Oh, yeah. So I think that wraps it for episode 102. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll uh, see you next week. See you guys.